Okay, so Jesus says here, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God bless, I told you that I've been thankful to God for our new means of evangelization. And last night I was answering some comments about midnight there at the office and I was getting a little tired and it just seemed to be one after the other. It seemed to be the same two, call no man your father and Jesus is the only way. Stop praying to Mary. And so I'd like to add that something came to me kind of a little inspiration. I think it's a good way to explain about Jesus saying, I'm the only way to the Father. That doesn't mean we don't pray to the saints. Pray does not mean to worship. This is the first misconception. Pray means to ask. But I thought of a good example to go along with a homily I had said, I think, last week. Let's suppose you are on death row. You are an inmate, which we were. After sinning, we are basically on death row. We are due to die. Cause or the penalty for sin is death. You know that. Now, if you are on death row, there's only one person who can save you, the governor. He's the only one. Nobody else can save you, the governor. If you're on death row in Texas, only the governor of Texas can save you at that point. You've been sentenced to die. Now, what if somebody came to you and said, you know what? Have you been trying to get a hold of the governor? Yeah, I have been trying. Well, I know his mother. And his mother supports you. I know the governor's mother. And the governor's mother supports you. And she will say a good word for you. Would you honestly say, no, don't do that. That's offensive to the governor. And... I'm only allowed to go through the governor. Yes, you still are going through the governor, but the governor's mother is going to help you. She's going to intercede for you. She's going to say, I think this man is innocent, my son. She's going to step in. Would anybody turn that down? No, you wouldn't turn that down. You would say, gee, any way that I can get to that way, he is the way. The governor is the only way out of this mess. But any way that I can get there, I'm going to take it. We would all say that. So why don't we think the king's mother, who's going to intercede for us to help us get to him, is an offensive way. The governor wouldn't say if his mom came to him on your behalf saying, I'm offended. No. She's going to help. So anyway, I wanted to share that because there's an inspiration I had at midnight. So, but now we want to talk about Philip and James. All right. This is important. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke give us no details about Philip. Only John does. And we just read from the Gospel of John. Now, Philip first introduces Nathaniel to Jesus, who's also known as Bartholomew, again, <clears throat> in the different Gospels. So Philip first introduces Nathanael to Jesus. Now, stay with me here because I think this is powerful. Now, while Philip brought Nathanael to Jesus and Andrew brought Peter to Jesus, nobody brought Philip to Jesus. He came on his own. That makes him a very special apostle. So today we celebrate Philip and James. 
So Philip is a special apostle. He came on his own. He was not brought. Normally, God reaches people through other people, as I just said. You become a mediator, not the mediator. Only Jesus is the mediator, but we are, can be sub-mediators. Philip bringing Nathaniel to Jesus, Philip became a sub-mediator. Did, did Nathaniel look at Philip and say, well, no, I can't go through you. You're, you're not the mediator. You can't be the mediator. I got to go directly to Jesus. I got to go directly to Jesus. Nathaniel, did he say that? No. Nathaniel went because Philip took him. Philip became a mediator. Not the mediator. He took him to the mediator. The main mediator. But Philip was a sub-mediator. You see the difference? And that's what last night at midnight I was answering all these questions one after another after another. It's good. I think God is giving us this chance to evangelize. So anyway, normally God does reach people through other people. But Philip went directly. God bless him. Now, according to Butler and the Saints, Philip was among those who attended the wedding feast at Cana. Now, a lots of questions go back and forth between Philip and Jesus. They actually have a dialogue. Philip asked Jesus, how are we going to feed the 5,000 people? Here he says, take me to your father, right? During the Last Supper, Philip asked Jesus to show him the father. And he provides Jesus the opportunity to teach his disciples about the father and the son and the Trinity. So tradition says that through healing and preaching, Philip converted the wife of a certain Roman official, all right? And this enraged that Roman official. That was a pro-council. And he had Philip and Bartholomew tortured. Now remember, Bartholomew, or Nathaniel, is the one Philip brought Jesus to Jesus. So, you know, Bartholomew is probably like saying, thanks, Philip. Um, you got me in some hot water here. But no, he didn't say that because he knew he was dying for our Lord. Now, this Roman official that Philip and Bartholomew were now being tortured by, basically had them crucified. So they were crucified upside down, both Philip and Bartholomew. I'll get to James in a moment. Today we celebrate Philip and James, but I'll get to James in a moment. Philip and Bartholomew, who he brought to Jesus, were being crucified upside down. And Philip began to preach from the cross. Can you imagine you're being crucified upside down and Philip is preaching? Now, as a result of this preaching, the crowd was overcome. And they began to be converted. And they released, they offered to release them. Both Philip and Bartholomew. Bartholomew was released, but Philip insisted that they didn't release him. Could you even imagine? I mean, most of us would say, well, gee, I was willing to die for you, Lord, but they're freeing me so I can go. No, Philip died on the cross. Now, another possible story is tradition says that he was martyred by being beheaded. So we don't know which one is true, but we do know he was martyred. Either way, he's a true witness. Now, let's talk about St. James. We normally hear about Peter, James, and John, like at the Transfiguration. This is different James. That James is James the Greater. 
Now, today, Philip and James are talking about James the Lesser. It's a different James. And in fact, in the Roman canon, um, could you grab me that book, brother? Please, the missile. In the Roman canon, when we read about the apostles, boy, I hope I'm right here. I think it says both James and, um, I'll get it right here, brother. Um, it says in the Roman canon, this is Eucharistic prayer one. Listen to what it says in Eucharistic prayer one. Now you've heard this, but have you thought about it? And blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip. So we have James twice there. So the first James is James and John. They are the sons of thunder, the two brothers. So we have James and John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude. Now here's what's very interesting about all of those three. Now, this to me is fascinating because James was the brother of Jude, St. Jude, the uh, saint of impossible causes. They were from Galilee, the, uh, Cana. Now, he is also thought to be the brother of Matthew, the apostle. So that's very interesting that these apostles, many of them were brothers. I'm talking biological brothers. So some scholars believe that this James, the lesser, was the brother of Jude, St. Jude, the possible causes, and Matthew, the tax collector. He is the author of the book of James in the Bible. My favorite book in the Bible. I know everybody loves the Gospel of John. I, I get that. It makes sense. Mine, because I'm apologetics, is the book of James. That is so much the Catholic Church teaching, it's unbelievable. James 2.24, you are saved not by faith alone, but by faith and works, works of love. It's amazing. That Catholic epistle on James is very powerful. That is not the James and John, sons of thunder. It's this James we celebrate today, James the Lesser. Now, after the apostles spread out, after the Pentecost, where they were inflamed with the Holy Spirit, guess what happened to James? He became the Bishop of Jerusalem. Now, everybody thinks that was the other James. No, it's James the Lesser. Huge duty. You become the Bishop of all places, Jerusalem. It's also known, he's also known as James the Just. And here's the interesting one, the brother of Jesus. Now, on the Bible, it says James and Joseph, the sons of Mary, the brothers of Jesus. Man, that sounds like that wipes out our argument for Mary's perpetual virginity, doesn't it? James, meaning this James here, James the Lesser, and Joseph, another Joseph, the brothers of Jesus, the sons of Mary. Well, whenever that's used against us, please know your scripture, because that actually, if you keep reading, says Mary, the wife of Clopas, not our Mary. And so this is powerful. It is agreed by most that he is different than James, the son of Zebedee, the brother of John. All right. Now, where am I going with this? I think this is very interesting because in the Bible, Mark says in the Gospel of Mark that at the crucifixion, there were three women 
looking on from afar. Now, this is the Gospel of Mark. It says those three women were Mary Magdalene, Salome, and Mary, the wife of Clopas. Now, again, we're not talking about Mother Mary. She was there right at the cross with John the Apostle. But it said three women looked on from afar. So three different ladies, not our Blessed Mother. She was there right at the foot. But these three women looked on from afar. And the Gospel of Mark says they were Mary Magdalene, Salome, and Mary, the wife of Clopas. She's the one who is the mother of this James. Now, why do I say this? Because it's interesting. Matthew, the book of Matthew, or the Gospel of Matthew, calls Salome the mother of the sons of Zebedee. That's James and John, James the Greater. And John calls this woman Jesus' mother's sister. Hmm. Now, the problem is, you could take it one of two ways. Remember, there is no exact word in the Hebrew or the Greek for brother, sister versus a close relative. That's why when it says the brothers of Jesus, James and Joseph, the sons of Mary, it could be a cousin, it could be a close relative, something like that. Now, Matthew calls Salome the mother of the sons of Zebedee, James and John. But John calls her Jesus's mother's sister. Now, if this is true, literally, the mother of James and John, the Salome, if she really was the sister of Mary, this would be interesting. Now, I was always taught in seminary that Mary had no siblings. She was the gift of a barren couple, <clears throat> Joachim and Anne. But I was surprised to learn that it's not against church teaching that Mary may have had other siblings, older. Now, oh, wait a minute, older or younger, I'm not sure, but I looked it up in the Ignatius Study Bible in doing my research, and it actually supports this. Now, please don't write me letters. I am not saying Mary had a sister. I'm just saying in the Ignatius Study Bible, it says it's a possibility. If this is the case, it would mean James the Greater and John were full cousins of Jesus. And that may be why they felt that they had entitlement to a place in the kingdom, right? Salome says, I want my two sons to sit at your right hand. And Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking. She's like, yes, I do. I want them at your right hand. <laughs> All right. So it looks like Jesus could possibly have been first cousins to James the Greater. Now, what about James the lesser. James the lesser, it is also possible that this Mary, the wife of Clopas, when it says Jesus's brothers, James and Joseph, who could have been close relatives, also may have been a cousin. So again, we don't know, but it doesn't rule out Mary's perpetual virginity. All right. Fascinating to me because it shows that if we know our Catholic faith, we can explain these things. I remember one of the reasons the closest I ever came to doubting my faith was in my 20s when somebody pointed me a Bible and said, Jesus is brothers and sisters. 
And then I said, whoa, wait a minute. There's no way Mary could be a perpetual virgin. What this Catholic church is teaching is false. Thank God he enlightened me to explain it. So please, if you know and you have relatives that fall into that category, please share this with them. All right, now, when, so let's finish with James now. James the lesser who we celebrate today. How did he die? When he refused to deny the divinity of Christ, the Jews cast him down from a terrace of the temple and threw him off and then clubbed him to death. This is one of the traditions. Now, the bravery that we pray as religious, oh, you might have heard as the divine office or liturgy of the hours, has a very moving description of his death. <clears throat> let, me <clears throat> let me read it to you. Quote, this is from the official church bravery. When he was 96 years old, God bless him, and had governed the church for 30 years in a most holy manner, how? As the Bishop of Jerusalem, the Jews sought to stone him, then took him to the pinnacle of the temple and cast him off headlong. As he lay there half dead, with legs broken by the fall, he lifted his hands toward heaven and prayed to God for the salvation of his enemies, saying, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The words of our Lord and good advice to us. So the breviary continues. While the apostle James was still praying, a fuller struck his head with a mortal blow, thus ending his life. You know, you can find his relics next to those of St. Philip in the Church of the Holy Apostles in Rome, and their names are mentioned, as I just said, in Eucharistic Prayer 1, known as the Roman Canon. The bottom line is we have two great intercessors. Yes, as it says in our first line of this reading from today's gospel, that Jesus makes it clear that no one comes to the Father except through me. Please understand, yes, the Catholic Church teaches Jesus is the only way. But when Philip brought Nathaniel to Jesus, he was a sub-mediator. So today, let's ask Philip, to bring us to Jesus, just like he did Nathaniel. Let us ask James the lesser to bring us to Jesus, like he did his very own life and gave it up for him. This is the beauty of the family of the body of Christ. Why you would want to reject this and reject the fact that God created us to be a family. <clears throat> he never said, and the head of the family is the father. And if you follow the rules Jesus did, he followed the head of the father being St. Joseph. But do you think St. Joseph ever said, don't ever listen to Mary or Jesus, I'm the head? No. Jesus is the head of our body. But do you think that means he says, never listen to the rest of my members of my body? No. When we go to Mary, 
and we go to Philip, and we go to James the Lesser, they take us to Jesus, who then becomes the way to the Father. It makes perfect sense. And so I pray for all those who wrote to me, and I was answering at midnight last night, pray to those or for those that they be enlightened, that God wants us to get to him. Jesus wants us to get to him any way possible. And if that happens to be Philip, James, or his own mother, Mary, praise be. Because the key is that we get to Jesus and he will lead us to the Father. Amen. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.